What's up guys? Welcome back to another podcast with the THP Strength family. Today we have Isaiah Edwards, also known as Zeus on the podcast. We're going to be talking about his progression, how he ended up with us, and just diving into some of the, the details of how he got from where he was when we started working together to where he is now. But before we do that, we'll introduce ourselves. My name is John. I am responsible for coaching the highest jumpers in the world. and <laughs> I honestly believe that head to toe every bone in my body believes that we have the best training on the planet and zeus is going to verify that here in the podcast <laughs> unbiasedly just his experience isaiah rivera go ahead you can introduce I'm yourself isaiah. tell me a I'm little isaiah bit about rivera, yourself pro dunker test of 48 inches on a vertex john's padawan as i keep saying and i've been <laughs> training athletes for about two years now I've been obsessively studying jump training since i was 14 15 got a bachelor's degree in exercise science and yeah and zeus would you like to be called zeus or isaiah uh, edwards i'm isaiah edwards but i go by zeus but uh, i've been training with john evans for about a year and a few months now i've been dunking since i was like 14 been obsessed with it and yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much who i am sweet perfect so if you guys saw my story on instagram the other day i posted what I would say is probably Isaiah's, man, I'm just going to say Zeus because it's going to make this way easier. <laughs> Zeus's best session to date. Would you Absolutely. agree with that? Absolutely. Would you agree that was probably yeah. your best session to date? What did you hit in that session? I hit the behind the back pass to Jay Rich or game over to Jay Rich, game over to between the legs, under both. And just my regular dunks look way better, like way better than they used to. Yeah. So Isaiah, I guess from... Rivera, from your perspective, the Puerto Rican airbender, maybe that's what I'll call you <laughs> No, <laughs> this podcast. You know, call it's so Zay. confusing call because there's Zay. like Lewis, there's like, you can call oh, him right, Isaiah. so there's Lewis Rivera. <laughs> Real quick, I just have to say this. There's Lewis Rivera and everyone's like, oh, it's Isaiah's brother. No, no relationship whatsoever. <laughs> and then there's Isaiah Edwards, who is known as Zeus. Isaiah Edwards, Isaiah Rivera, you get confused when you say Isaiah because they're both pro dunkers and they're both ridic ridiculous. And it's just, I just get confused all the time. Anyways, so Zay, what from your perspective, watching this now and for the last, I guess, year, what is your lens having watched Zeus's progression yeah. from start to finish and then obviously watching that session? Yeah. I've known Zeus for a, a pretty long time now. I remember like when we used to have all the Florida sessions and stuff like that, it was really freaky. Then I remember specifically the day like you started coaching Zeus again and he was like pretty out of shape. I remember, yeah, because Zeus, I, I don't think I was supposed to watch these. I think it was only meant for John, but John sent me the videos <laughs> of you and he was like, yo, look, like Sorry, training, bro. Training Zeus now. And yeah, he, he just looked out of shape, like the bounce had decreased a lot. And I was like, damn, like he, he's looking a lot different than he used to. And then from there, John just kept me updated on your training every time. Again, you probably don't know this, but every time you would make like little progress and stuff, he would send it to me. And it was really dope seeing how bought in Zeus was to the training. I mean, he's very consistent. And you don't see that a lot with the more elite guys. We've tried coaching other elite guys before, and you might get two weeks of consistency from them. And then, Month yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I think it's very, like, people don't realize how lazy a lot of, like, elite dunkers are in terms of... I think elite athletes yeah. in general. I, I reached out to Terrell Pryor, and I was like, hey, you want to, like, get a session in? I'll coach you through speed work. He's like, yeah, hit me up whenever. Like, I'm, I'm good for it. Texted him. No response. I was yeah. like, mm, no surprise. So, <laughs> like, But it, it was dope just seeing that Zeus was being very consistent with the training. And then recently, like, the past few months, I saw he was actually, like, 
at the level he used to be or better and just consistently getting better like constantly like posting his training up and stuff like that and then the session i think when i was like whoa what the fuck was when you posted the the height check over at an uh-huh. outdoor t- 10 foot rim and like your head was over it and stuff that was really freaky and then the last session you just posted, John sent it to me at like midnight. I was like literally like half asleep and I looked at it. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? So it's, yeah, it's been really dope seeing that. And yeah, you can tell you're just really bought in that you're going to continue making crazy progress. So it's, it's really excited to see where it's going to lead to. So Zeus, I guess explain just for the, the people listening, Zeus was mega elite and then disappeared for a year. <laughs> and then reached out to me and was like, I think, I don't know if I reached out to you or you reached out to me. And I was like, yeah, do, do you remember I think I reached was? out to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I was basically like, yeah, gladly, like I'll gladly help you out. Just understanding the super elite dunker. I don't know what's happening right now. And it was, Hey, I need, need help with my training right now, whatever else. Like I'm, I'm going to get back into it. Basically. I haven't really been doing too much or whatever. And I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. I didn't really care. Like I've seen athletes reach out and I, again, assume that they're probably not going to stick with it. And then one month in, two months in, I'm like, okay, like we're building some momentum here. Three months in, like still with it. By month four, I would say he was basically back to where he was like before. Like there was a dunk I remember specifically where you were in a gym and it was a one-hander and like your head was at or above the rim. And I was like, oh my God, like he's back now to where he was. And then COVID hit and then it was like body weight training for months of that time. And then, oh, I forgot, I forgot about that. I forgot that. Yeah. He didn't have a weight room for a while. I got better. I feel like, and then he was dunking much better during that time period too. Just doing the body weight workouts. I mean, it was, and that's like a a weird thing. I guess I forget about that. So many good athletes like that did the body weight training and actually did it made so much progress, but it was, it's just hard. Like the body weight training is hard. It's not fun. It's not sexy. There's no, like it's hard. And Zeus just stuck with it. There might've been a hamstring injury there at some point and then came back and yeah, now like in a gym, no more outdoor courts, starting to lift again, making sure he's getting the sprint work in and things like that. I'm, I'm assuming the lifts are going well. I haven't really seen too many lifting videos. I got to start posting more of those, but yeah, they're they're going well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Good. And then now, yeah, he sends me the session and I was just like, holy shit. Like you're back, like you're competitive in terms of where your head is relative to the rim with Isaiah right now, like Rivera. And I'm like, shit, like we now have like, at the moment we have three guys where I could consistently say they could win. They could beat any dunker in the entire world right now. Like at any given moment, you have you, Zay, Zeus, Zay, and Dan Gross right now. Like Dan recently reached out and was like, I'm ready to like all in, I'm ready to go. And I was like, (laughs) like, I got super excited. So, yeah, I think CJ's finally back dunking regularly yeah. and attempting East Bays and stuff. Like everyone is climbing up in that elite cohort. Krohas or Ilya is yeah, it Ilya Kroska. Kroska. He's finally back, focused up and dealt with his personal issues and stuff. Like COVID really, for lack of a better word, fucked everyone. <laughs> and <laughs> now that it's finally ending, we're able to really get back into things and everyone's making a lot of progress. So it's exciting for me. And then obviously seeing your progress, I'm like, holy shit, like this, probably the biggest transformation I've ever seen out of an athlete who was very elite, very elite. And then got out of it and then now back like i'm like that transformation is it, it's staggering it's some bo jackson shit except bo jackson came back better than ever <laughs> it's not just glimpses it's like consistently yeah. better than ever so i guess now we'll turn it over to you giving that background what like what happened in that year that you disappeared 
And now like how much better are you relative to where you started? When did you feel like you got back? I guess for, we'll start with the first question. Where'd you go? What happened? In like the beginning of January of 2019, I had a small injury just like with my ankle. And then after that, like two weeks after that, I sprained my knee and I was just getting pretty depressed with myself. And I was just playing pickup basketball doing that. And wait, weren't you on a squad? Weren't you playing college? The season before. So like the season right before that. And I was just like trying to dunk. Okay. And yeah, so I just got depressed with myself from getting hurt and it just didn't feel right to jump at all. I just lost my passion a little bit for it. And I was like, mm-hmm. I got to change so, something here. And So you were playing yeah. basketball, mm-hmm. quit basketball you... for a year, didn't play basketball, didn't train, dunked sometimes, played yep. pickup sometimes, mm-hmm. got hurt. That's and then talk about, and this is like somewhat personal, but I don't think you'll care. What was your body composition like, like right after you got, was it? Was your body composition not improving for that whole year? You weren't playing basketball and then you got to a point where you're like, oh, I'm not where I want to be right now. And then you just changed your whole diet. Cause I, w- I will honestly say it, you probably lost. How much weight did you lose from the start of training to now? Honestly, probably like 30, 40 pounds, probably like at least. Whoa. And that was probably in the first like yeah. four months. Like you probably lost like a lot of weight in the first yeah. four months. Like, yeah, no, it was crazy. Time. so what, so you got to a point where you were con- considerably heavier and then you reached out and you're like okay i'm ready to get back to dunking my injuries are mostly better did you gain that weight in that year or was it like that couple months that spiraled when you were hurting? it was those couple like... months when i was hurt and depressed but in there <laughs> yeah, and so like i think uh, there was a time when i tore my labrum in my hip the same yeah. shit happened there's a video and i i tell people i'm like i look like marky mark on the beach like when he's <laughs> oh, just, no, like, was, so just like spiraled yeah you just you yeah. spiral and you have to pull yourself out of it you know what i mean but yeah, and I at mean, this so time you, I was seeing, so yeah, I was seeing like back. Isaiah and him getting better and you training him. I was like, wow, like, it's probably like working really well. Isaiah's doing, I've known Isaiah for a long time. Like I've seen his videos and stuff like all the time and just seeing him getting improving. I was like, wow, like it, I must be working. Like it has to be. So like, I'm going to reach out to John, see what can happen here. I'm, I'm going to change what's like, going on right now. I was like, gladly. <laughs> I was like, I have no problem like, helping you be elite. Like I know you have it in you. Yeah. So I think uh-huh. it was for me, like during that time, can you hear me? You there, Zeus? I just lost. Zay, I can, can you hear me? I can hear you, John. Okay. I can okay. Hear. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, hopefully Zeus it. is there. But okay. So then, I like during that time, I'm like, yeah, like gladly. I know one thing you have to understand as a coach: talent. If someone has been somewhere before, I can get them back to that. If they are willing to put in the work, I 100%. Not only can I get them back to that, but I can get them better than they ever were. And I think that's why I like taking on a lot of these projects of guys that. Like Isaiah, have knee pain, like the hopeless, depressed guys that are like, yeah. I'm done, I'm going to quit. But there's a glimmer of hope. Because yeah, it can always seem like... <laughs> a shining star in the you, night. When you're in the middle of an injury, like it can really seem like the end of the world. Like even take me, for example, three weeks ago, like I think, or maybe a month ago, <laughs> three to four good. weeks ago, I was like depressed as fuck. Because I was like, when am I going to be back jumping? But things can change very fast. Mm-hmm. If you can take yourself out of it and just be like, look, this is temporary. Pain is just my body's telling me something. I got to change something up. Um, you can take yourself out of it. But there's you can't underestimate that darkness that happens when you get hurt. Yeah. Like, if it's bad. <laughs> yeah. But you also, talent is talent. And I think with you guys, I've realized, I, I think as a coach, you, it's intimidating, right? Like, how am I supposed to coach Isaiah and take him somewhere he's never been before, Rivera or Edwards? Whenever I've never been there myself, I'm not a pro dunker. That's reality. I've never done it between the legs. Yeah. 
yet. I will soon. <laughs> <laughs> like I've windmilled and I've done a two hander. I've done a one hander. I've gotten way better. Don't get me wrong. My vertical is really high. I jump high. I jump as high as Isaiah does. Rivera does off one. And now, you know, Zeus jumps obviously way higher than me now off one, but like I jump high off one. I, I like it's intimidating as someone like myself. Like I've never been in the NFL. I've never been in the NBA. And I think as a coach, even though you know exactly what that athlete needs to do to get to that point, you know exactly what steps they have to take. It can be very intimidating. Me, even coaching you, Isaiah Rivera, the early, early stages, like I basically said, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to educate this kid. <laughs> like, I'm just going to tell him the truth. I'm going to tell him the truth. I'm going to tell him what he needs to do to get better. And I'm going to tell him what I think he needs to do to get better. And like Isaiah Rivera gave me a bunch of feedback and was like, Zay gave me a bunch of feedback and was like, this is what you have. Like with dunking, these are some things you need to understand. This is what you need to know about the technique. This is what you need to know about sessions. This is how it impacts my knee. And then that equipped me. And then obviously like over time, I got more and more confident with it. But just in general, like when I see these mega elite athletes, it can be, it used to be very daunting to be like, Oh God, I have to have everything perfect and whatever else. And then I basically assume, you know what? Fuck it. These elite guys, like if they're going to do it, they're going to do it. I, I, it's not my responsibility to motivate them. You know what I mean? They should be highly motivated people. And I've seen this happen before. There was an athlete previously that should have been highly motivated. <laughs> Isaiah, I think yeah. you know who I'm, Zay, I think you knew who I'm talking about. And I was, and wasn't training. And I was like, it's not my responsibility to tell you to train. It's not my responsibility to do that. You should be motivated yourself and you should see the value that I will bring to you if you're willing to work with me. And I think that is like a big shift in my mental paradigm as a coach that has helped me feel comfortable reaching out to guys like Terrell Pryor, yeah. or Chase Claypool. I know more than you about running fast. I know more than you about jumping high. I know more about your body than you know about your body. Actually, <laughs> like, I know, I understand more about how your body's going to respond after a game yeah. than you probably and, know about how your body is going to respond. Or you and think with you dunking know. too, like what's going to push dunking farther as a sport and turning it actually competitive is getting guys like Zeus, getting guys like me, where there's a level of natural talent that we have, but there's also that drive to get better and that drive to to put in work consistently to do the weight room sessions to do the sprinting and to string together months and years of good training together like anybody can get motivated for a month and work out for a, for a month straight and not miss a workout but something like what Zeus did where he it's been a year and a few months of of consistent training is it is it coming up on a year now is that I what think it is it's been over a year yeah is it coming up on a year started back in December has it been over a year we're either coming up yeah. oh wait, yeah i think you're right actually yeah it was december but, that's right so now we're, yeah, we're over but being <laughs> able to string that m amount of time. It takes something like something has to click in your brain and there has to be very deep level of motivation. And that's what's going to push dunking as a sport is getting talented guys to be that committed to dunking and, and improving long term. Think about about the, the NBA. It's a combination of talent plus guys that are willing to practice a shit ton and, and practice consistently like with the exception of a very few athletes, nobody's going to get by on talent alone, no, no matter what you do. And dunking is such a young sport and it has, it's such a niche that like the only way to push it farther is getting freaky guys to train and then start doing freaky dunks like in contests and stuff like that. I don't think it's something you, where you can just get by off talent alone. Maybe back in the days of TFB and stuff like that, where the guys were just doing 360 East Bays and those guys could jump high when freaky, but like, imagine if those guys would have, had years of training consistent imagine how much farther along dunking would be right now as a sport if all the guys in tfb were training consistently first of all they would still be dunking because they wouldn't have fallen off they would they would still be in shape 
And second, the level of dunks and the level of competition would have been way higher by now. So I think it's a step in the yeah, right direction. Yeah. I th- and I think it's so many people are like, oh, look how good they are. Like they didn't lift away their entire <sighs> life. They didn't do anything their entire life. And honestly, THP has single-handedly proved like, hey, guess what? You're really good. But look at Area 51. <laughs> like, Ooh, Area 51. Yeah. Perfect example. Dude is like 38 or 40 years old or something like that. Like he is, he went from not jumping really, maybe jumping like some on a torn Achilles in a lot of pain to no pain now. And I think he sprained his ankle or did something dumb. And I was like, you committed the Cardinals. <laughs> like you idiot. <laughs> Actually, I have to adjust his training. I just remember that. But I was like, dude, you idiot. And uh, he went from that like not like pain can't jump at all to now like he's like windmilling and, and then reverse windmills yeah, and, and like he's, probably he's five seven with a short reach imagine a guy that's take for example like Gidapui. imagine a guy like him training properly he would at the age of 40 he would probably still be at a very competitive level like an extremely competitive level yeah it's just it's like personally as a coach i recognize talent and I, and people use the age thing all the time and i'm like age like it's just a number it's really, it yeah. really is like at the end of the day if you're willing to stay committed and patient you can get back to where you were in your absolute prime and i don't know why people don't believe that i think it's just that your training has to be so robust to do it you have to have a perfect plan in place to do it you can do it but it might take you four more years to get back to where you were it, like you're basically starting from zero but guess what the underlying framework of what you need to get there is still there your tendons are still stiff your muscles are still explosive. You still have the same amount of type two fibers. Your body is bioplastic it, it, until you die. You can adapt until you die. It's just not at the rate it once was. You're not going to recover as fast. You're not going to be able to get as many high quality sessions in as you used to. And same thing with you, Zeus, like talking about those three stages, you came in and you're looking at yourself. You're like, I'm nowhere where I used to be. I'm not even close to where I used to be. I can windmill off two, my one foot. I don't even know if you could windmill off one when we first started. Could you windmill off one when we first started? It just didn't look good. Like, it just, yeah. Yeah, I think it could have, but it wouldn't have been like a great, like maybe you would have yeah. squeezed it in. And then I think you get to where you're at now and it's, holy shit, I'm better than I have ever been in my entire I will say life. This, so like when I was, like, when I was doing your training specifically compared to like when I was like playing at Western, all the training that I did there, it was like muscle endurance training. So I, I didn't feel like I was improving my vertical. I was improving my vertical just by jumping a lot. I didn't really do like specific basketball, like vertical training. I never did that. When I was doing yours, I actually, I actually want you to, yeah, I want you to elaborate on this. Talk about what your mindset was like, because we haven't even really interviewed. We've been like, this is our experience. This is fucking crazy. But like, tell us, what was your experience? What was that like? What was your mindset at? How was the training to you? Like, how did your, yeah, I just felt like your training, whenever I would do one workout, I literally could feel like this is helping me. I, I felt that working. I felt that working my legs properly. Like I felt like it was preparing myself to jump and run and just everything about my jump was improving. I felt like whenever I did any of your lifts, especially the sprinting. I feel like when I do, whenever I do the sprinting, that's, I just took it off. That made me faster. I was slower when I used to run, I felt like for my approach and pretty much everything, like all the plyos, everything that you were doing there. Like, I feel like that was building my like stability and strength in my knees and making it. So I didn't really ever feel pain, but because I started lifting so more and so much more specifically for like for your workouts, I feel like that was helping the most yeah. too. Like it just made it so I'm always going to be like jumping high higher like all the time and it was gonna be more consistent and so like before when i was like when i was good i feel like i would have a few jumps that were like really good but then most of my jumps would be regular jumps but now i feel like if i want to 
I could have really high like jumps for the most part because of all the training. Yeah, like yeah. you can tap in. You can tap yeah. into that new output that you like. You've acquired this new output. It's oh, if I dial this to eleven, I might get hurt because it's yeah. that. <laughs> I just I'm not going to choose to quite go there right now because I don't need to go there. And if I go there. Well, things get a little scary there. And like, Isaiah yeah. can attest to that. If I was yeah. like, hey, Isaiah, can you go out and touch 50 inches? Like Zay would be like, no, I don't <laughs> want to do that. <laughs> because if I go try to touch 50 inches or if I try to touch 12.4, my ankle's going to explode. And my hips gonna yeah. explode. It's like redlining your car. Right. It's like before <laughs> we had like Mustangs, like our bodies were Mustangs <laughs> and stuff. And like now we're like Ferraris or Bugattis and stuff. And yeah, you can, you can go push it. We can go push to the freaking limit and go redline it. But that's, it, it's very. I don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's very scary. If I slip going this fast, I am yeah. fucked. <laughs> I'm going to spiral on the end of the wall and I'm going to die. So yeah, it's fun to hear you yeah, talk about that. I guess like, like what was the tempo work? Because like I gave you a lot of running. Early yeah, you did. On, I was like, like, all right. Sprints like we got, three or four times. I don't know. It was like Tuesday. I think Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Yeah. You were doing like extensive tempo and intensive tempo. So you were running a lot. You had probably f five days of running in your programming of which two or three of them were like hard as hell. What was that like early on? Was that frustrating for you? No, like, I, needed, like, what was I knew mindset? I needed it too. Like I, I just looked at the workouts. Like I didn't even really think about it too. Like sometimes I would just look at it and just, okay, I'm just gonna do it. Okay, just, just do it. Like, I didn't even, I didn't register it looks a lot. That doesn't look like I just looked at it like I was excited too because it was like I just knew it was making me better. I was looking yeah. forward to each workout because I just knew it was helping so much. And really, that's kind of why I stuck with it too. Like I just knew it was like helping me so much. I was like, I wasn't really like upset or frustrated to just do it. I'm, I'm curious about this because you used to play college basketball, and obviously with college basketball, there's a lot of like conditioning that goes into it. Practices are intense. There's a lot of mm -hmm. individual work that's expected from you. How much of that? helped as far as the mental aspect of getting through the workouts because a big problem that people have when they do thp is they're pretty mentally weak they ask oh like, can i skip this day or they feel like the days are pretty difficult sometimes was there a transfer of that over while you were uh, doing the workouts yeah, a little bit mostly because i was familiar with quite a few of the lifts like the olympic lifts i feel like that's why people didn't really like them like i did a lot of those at western like when i was playing basketball but uh, i think that's what helped the most just i i kind of knew about most of the lifts but there were some that were like completely new to me but uh, i think that's what transferred over the best just okay knowing how to do some of these lifts already and not not wanting to do these lifts because i feel like that's the, the hard part is probably like the lifting if because i feel like most dunkers in general don't do those lifts like a lot or even, yeah. like i never did those like before like besides playing at western like that's the only time i would do those kind of lifts knowing how to do some of those helped a little bit for sure gotcha gotcha it and then yeah, go ahead, say I want to know. I know what you're going to ask. <laughs> I don't think if you know what I'm going to ask. But well, actually, yeah, I think I do. But go um, ahead. What also, just curious about this. What are your goals now? As, no, I was wrong. as I was far wrong. as <laughs> as far as dunking and vertical, and then also like specifically like if there's dunks you're trying to hit or a certain vertical you're trying to hit, and also are, what are you trying to do with dunking itself? Are you trying to like compete with it? Like when contests start back up, are you trying to? make an impact there like what are your goals right now currently what i've been thinking about in just the last year of training with john is just like improving and getting better i definitely do want to do contests eventually i still feel like i have a lot of room to improve though right now and i feel like i need to keep training for a good six months before i'm ready to compete with like you or anybody like that right now but uh, i definitely want to keep keep training for sure first time and there are a lot of dunks i, I want to hit do, do you want to do you want to know somewhere? <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, maybe keep them a secret. Yeah. You don't want any. You don't want yeah. Sutherland. There's a lot of things I want to make still, but uh, I'll yeah. just keep training until contests come. That's not too right I think right now that you're are you're already contest ready if your consistency's good. I don't know what your consistency's, but I, you're already. I uh, made some. Uh, I did that um behind the back pass to Jay Rich, but I before that I did a behind the back just to the one I posted on my story just to reverse. And then mm -hmm. the next one I tried was the Jay Rich run, and I, that yeah, and that's you why I was surprised. So I, I was like, wait, I didn't, I didn't really jump there, because my first jump when I try, I said you probably do this too. Your, my first jump when I try and do just a motion and like in the air, I don't really jump like really hard, and so I just jumped and I just yeah. did the motion regularly and I just made it. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's not <laughs> how I have it. And so that's like I'm saying, like I my normal jumps now feel different because of your training. That's why it's easier yeah. to make dunks right now. Yeah, that's something. I know before, like when you used to dunk, I remember you were like really consistent. Like, I think you've always been pretty consistent with your dunks. I will actually, I remember that at dunk camp. The first time I ever met you, Zeus, was at oh, yeah. dunk mm -hmm. camp 1.0. And I remember just thinking, you just showed up and you're like, here, I don't really say anything. And then it was like double elbow between the legs, like first try. And I'm like, oh my God, like this guy's yeah. absurd. Yeah, so he's always been like pretty consistent and like, You've all, in contests too. Like I, I know you've done contests against like Staples and Golden Child and stuff like that. And yeah. You always you always show nice, up. Yeah, so <laughs> it'd be I think it'd be pretty dope to see you now with like now that you have more bounce like how you would do and like in that scenario with adrenaline yeah. and that. I'm and that really excited thing. for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited. I think I'm I'm honestly the only thing I'm scared about is that again the Ferrari analogy. Don't go too fast <laughs> or. <laughs> Yo, something that needs to happen. We need to have a session ASAP. We need to have a Florida session again. Just... Oh, yeah. Okay, so I am trying to I, – I said this on my story, but I think it would be hilarious to get Isaiah Rivera, Isaiah Edwards, Dan Gross. Just get you three right now because you guys are the healthiest right now and you're the most game-ready, what I would call. And maybe Ron Owens because he could too. He's, like, game-ready. And then CJ is probably a couple months away from this. But get you guys together and just go to a, just go to a court. Just go to a court. And do you ever see like games of pool where people just suck the first game? <laughs> just have you guys suck. Just have you guys suck balls. And then all of a sudden be like, all right, guys, let's, uh, that's the, that's the let's, other thing. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Turn the it on. Three here. of us are also pretty good at basketball as well. So it might be pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> and it would just be lob city. It would be like hilarious. Hey, can you imagine like the content you would get? Like one video of Briz goes crazy. And sometimes Briz doesn't like dunking on 10 feet. You guys are like 10 feet yeah. is a joke. <laughs> yeah, move the rim up. If you guys went to a court and then, yeah, and then you guys can play basketball too. CJ, a couple people are like, you guys need a point guy. Yeah. I don't know. Throw LA on the team. Yeah. <laughs> What's really interesting too is the the three of us all have the same reach as well. Yeah. Really? And we're all at 8-1. Wait, what? Wait, Zeus, you're 6-4? Yeah, Aren't you like, what the hell? Wow, that's crazy. That actually puts things in perspective. Yeah. That's actually insane. Wow. Yeah, this definitely needs to happen ASAP. And I would love to just come and watch and just stand there with my arms crossed like the wise shaman that I've always wanted to be. I said all this stuff. <laughs> with a clipboard. You would, <laughs> yeah. like you would either I, yeah. make sure we warm up. <laughs> yeah, that would be it. Like at dunk camp, I did that. And then like at the one session, that's like a track coach thing. Like it's so weird to me. Like I get so excited internally, freaking out. I'm so excited. You have no clue. I go to track meets and I see my high jumpers where I'm up and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And it happened to dunk camp. And it happened when Isaiah was at this like court in Florida, when he tested his 48, I was just like, sitting there with my arms crossed, like, <laughs> yeah. like on the inside laughing because I knew no one had any clue. And then Isaiah is just getting warmed up and I'm like, yeah, they're what they're about to witness is going to maybe happen never in the history of their lives. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was at the, yeah, yeah. 
So I think doing that, like going to a court or whatever, I just get excited because I'm like, man, I've literally been training these guys for one year, two years, three years. Like all I want to see is just them do some crazy shit right now and be highly entertaining for me to sit back as a proud coach yeah, and yeah. like watch. I never had the privilege of doing that other than maybe once with Isaiah, like, you know, publicly. So I think it would be fun to just, especially here, dude, my hometown, like people think I'm just literally, they think I'm just weird as hell. If you're on THP, people just stare at you. They're like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah <there's> a... <laughs> and, but then it's, but then it's, you just don't understand. Don't, like you just don't get it. it. You just don't, you just don't, you don't know what you don't know. Like, and then if I were to take you guys to the local, the 424 fat, athlete factory they go to, and then be like, all right guys, go ahead. Let's, let's go ahead. Let's warm up here. Let's, let's start the show. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like that would be mind blowing. So I don't know. I would just love to see that happen. I would pay money. A lot of people would pay money to watch that happen. <laughs> yeah, no, we definitely have to set something up as soon as possible. Yeah, no, that'd be well, awesome. And then I think maybe I think maybe we'll end this podcast because Zay's got to go do a session. Zeus, tell us where you were when we first started training you. Like what dunks you could do, what you think your vertical was, what your lifts were like. And then tell us the transformation before and after. Okay, so yeah, my, my vertical is probably, I'm going to be honest, it was probably like 30 inches max. Or something like I don't know. It was really low. I could just barely get my head to the, the bottom of the net. I think, like in some of those videos that I sent you in the beginning. And yeah, I could only do like windmills, like barely, and just normal dunks were tough. It felt like it just and they didn't look that great. But yeah, now it's probably I, I want to say it's like 44 to 45 inches. It gets a little bit over the rim now, like consistently. So. I think it's around there. I, I, don't, I haven't tested it though. Like, I don't have like a vertex around here, but uh, yeah, high checks are a little yeah. weird. There's the hard, yeah. I'd say you're probably you're you're 43. 43? I, I think I think 42, okay, 43. Yeah. You could hit right now. Off, so yeah, that's, one. You think that's 42, 43 for me. I'd say 44. I'd say 44. You yeah. think 44? Damn. How tall, Zeus? You're six oh, four. I'll go. I'll go in the middle. I'll go for, uh, What's up? You're six four. Yeah. Six four. So, four, so 44 would be to the rim. High check. There. That's what I thought. And, and I, I think you could get a couple inches above, which would put you at 46. And then to a vertex, that would probably translate. Like I'd say 43 to 44, 44. around there. That's a, yeah, 43, 44. I'll take you. Okay. I'll take so you. your, vertical <laughs> went up, your vertical went up over yeah, a foot. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. In terms of all time, how much do you think your vertical went up all time? Relative to your best, what your best was ever before you quit basketball and all that stuff happened. Like, where do you think your best was then relative to that? Where are you at now? I want to say it's at least like a two inch gain on my best ever. Like best, you'd say like best day yeah. ever. I want you to think about it. if you had the best day now, best day of your life then, and the best day of your life now, let's say like you had the best day of your life. How, what do you think the difference would be in inches? Yeah, I want to say at least two because I feel like I could maybe get my head to the rim like barely on my best jump ever before, or maybe I think honestly maybe a little bit below the rim. It might have just been angles, might have just been angles, but I think it's at least two, two, three inches right now. Yeah. So this is something I always like to point out too, because so many people are like, "Oh, he's already good," and I'm like, "You don't understand. Like, when you're already mega elite." getting any better is very yeah. hard. <laughs> like I like, that's why I highlighted Marcus Miller. This dude is an elite high jumper for four years, not elite, but a sub elite seven foot high jumper ish at the university of New Mexico with Django Lovett, who's one of the best Canadian high jumpers right now. And one of the best high jumpers in the world jumps like 231. trains with him for four years, has a four years in high school, whatever else comes out. And he's like, yeah, my Achilles hurts, whatever else. And then he, PRs his standing vertical about two inches or three inches, and then PRs his running vertical by four inches. Like both all tested on the jump mat. So seeing that change, and then that's crazy. Th this dude's highly trained. You're taking a guy 
like you, Zeus, you're taking a guy who maybe has never done vertical jump training or whatever else, but you've jumped a lot, a shit ton, and you've played college basketball. You are a highly trained athlete, like very highly trained athlete. It's not like you can attribute this to uh, development or you can attribute this to the novelty of a training stimulus. You've done those lifts. You've done sprints. You've done jumping. Like you've done the most elastic activity on earth that you could not on earth, but like basically do, which is playing basketball at a pretty high level. So like you take that and then you're, you're like, okay, not only am I going to get you back to where you were, but I'm going to also make you better. That is my bread and butter, pride and joy. What I love to do. It's just, it, it's, you have to be so patient to get there. It's just, I have the plan, just do the plan and you'll get there. Like that for me was super exciting. So yeah, I think seeing that whole progression, seeing you lose 30 pounds, seeing you jump two to three inches higher than you ever have. And obviously getting back and hitting new dunks. I love that shit. So we love the buy-in. I think we're probably, Zay's got to go do this session yeah, right now. He's like, <laughs> his hands are sweating. His hands are sweaty. Literally. His palms are sweaty. These <laughs> weak arms are heavy. Hey, the knees, the knees aren't weak, though. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, make sure that you like, comment, subscribe to the podcast. If you are listening on YouTube, leave a comment. I usually get back to the comments in the first 24 to 48 hours and I try to answer all of them. I definitely see them all for sure. So make sure you leave a comment. Like I said, like, comment, subscribe, follow Zeus. I think it's, is it Zeus? Is it at Zeus? What's your Yeah, at Zeus too nice. At Zeus too nice. You heard it here first. <laughs> Anyways, guys, we appreciate it and we will catch you on tomorrow's episode. Peace out.